Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. We have very exciting news. Schoolhouse Rocked, the homeschool revolution is releasing on Friday, November 12th. Our team is hard at work getting things together for this important day. So this week, we want you to enjoy this best of episode with Jenny Urich from 1000 Hours Outside. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter so you can be the first to know how to watch this exciting film when it's released. Subscribe at schoolhouserocked.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. We are so glad that you are back with us this week. And as always, I have a great guest with me on today. Her name is Jenny Urich, and some of you, actually probably many of you, are very familiar with her. She is the founder, author um, of 1000 Hours Outside. It is a blog. Do you call it a blog, Jenny? A blog, yeah. website, so blog. many things. The um, movement. Sure. Yeah, a movement. Um, and we are going to talk about that today. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Yvette. I l- I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. We got to meet back in September, I think it was, mm-hmm. when you and I were together at the um, State Leaders Alliance Convention in Georgia. And that was mm-hmm. an amazing time that we got to spend together and just learning about all of the state organizations, which we've talked about many times on the podcast. And you are actually part of Mission, is how it's pronounced. It's the Michigan Christian Homeschool Network. You're one of the volunteer state organization board leaders there. So we mm-hmm. got to meet there and we got to talking and Somehow, I don't. I found out that you, you we were are. the 1,000 Hours Outside girl. And I said, I want to get you on the podcast and let's talk about being outside. So, yeah. Um, yes. Thanks for having me. Of it was course. so awesome to meet there. Yes, it was. I was just such an incredible group of, of parents and leaders who really have a passion for the homeschool community. Um, and so I appreciate that you have that passion as well. Um, introduce us to yourself and your family. Sure. So I'm Ginny. My husband is Josh. We live in Michigan. Uh, we call the land of the hand. Except <laughs> that my shirt's got a thing on it. I can't this way. I don't know. The land of the hand. So we're in Michigan. We have five kids, ages 12 down to four. Boy, girl, boy, girl, girl. We tipped girl at the end. Um, and we have been homeschooling from the beginning. We are on a little farm, like a little hobby farm here in Michigan, which is actually a new thing for us. Uh, we moved here just a little over a year ago um, from a neighborhood. And so this has been kind of a fun learning experience and growing experience for us. So fun. You know, the first time I ever heard the term hobby farm was from Karen DeBuse. And I'm sure that's like okay. a term that, you know, people use all the time. But again, I'm a city girl, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today, because we're talking about the outdoors. And mm-hmm. uh, as much as I try to be, I'm I'm not naturally an outdoors person, um, but I love the outdoors. But I, I never had heard the term hobby farm before, but it just sounds so cute. It sounds like a little yeah, miniature farm. Like, oh, we're a farm, but we're not farming for other people. You right. know, it's just sort of for our own personal family and enjoyment and friends and that sort of thing. 
So do you have animals, I'm assuming? Since We do have animals. Yeah, we have chickens and cows and goats. So nice. I think we've we've hit the real farm status. We Some of those are new. We have barn cats. Oh, fun. You got to have oh, barn yeah. cats and, to get yeah, the rodents. Yeah, been great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you for milk sure. the cows? We do not. You do no, not. but we have milked the goats. Okay. It's, it's been it's been a learning experience, all of it. It's all brand new to us. So yeah. I'm learning for us and for the kids. Yes, so much fun. You know, we, we're from California. We're from Los Angeles. And since moving out of Los Angeles and kind of making our way across the country, we have met many people who have farms, you know, little hobby farms. And it's been so much fun to get to know people who have these little farms and and they grow their own, you know, just vegetables and things for their families and herbs and all that stuff. And then they have animals and they get eggs in the morning and their kids will go and gather the eggs. And I'm like, it's just so much fun. And so I I dream of one day having a hobby farm, but um, I'm not a big animal person. And so I I don't know how well I would take care of them. Um, Maybe, maybe stick with the city. No, I don't want the city. That's the problem. Oh, okay. I, I do right. not want well, city life. The kids, the kids can take care of the animals. Right. And bring you your eggs. You'll be all set. <laughs> right. I will cook the eggs. There <laughs> so you go. There for you anyone go. who's listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I don't really enjoy cooking either. So I need help, apparently. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Tell us what you do enjoy. Right. <laughs> I enjoy time with my family. That yeah. is what I enjoy. Like I genuinely, that is my favorite thing is I love time with my family and as we're thinking about the outdoors, we went camping. My, my girls do American Heritage Girls. And so a, a few weeks ago, we went on a camping trip and it was the second, I, I have been camping before, but each time I've been camping, it's always been where someone else has been in charge of the food and, and mm-hmm. the, you know, just getting camp set the up logistics. and all of that. The sure. logistics of it. And most of those times have been in an RV. We lived in an RV for two and a half years at the beginning of this crazy schoolhouse walk journey. So so I can I can do that, but the like going camping and being outside and having to figure out all of our own food and setting up tents. This is a few weeks ago. That was the second time I had ever done that with my girls. And um and as I was outside and just enjoying God's amazing creation, I I just was like, I love this. I love being outside because I didn't grow up as an outdoorsy kind of girl ever. I mean, we just, I, I still don't like to get my hands dirty. Um, it's just this weird thing I have. Um, I, I I don't like to dig in the dirt and do those things because I didn't grow up doing that. And so as I was outside camping with my girls, I just thought this is so, it, it's so uh, life-giving. It's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like there's so much rest and being mm-hmm. in the middle of the forest in God's creation. And mm-hmm. so I would love for you to talk about your passion for getting our kids outside, getting them outdoors. Where did that passion come from? Did you grow up like that? Did this just kind of come about as you became a mother? Where does that come from? It it did come about as I became a mother. I think, um, you know, the 1,000 hours outside is just our journey and, um, and it has become something that uh, we share because it's been so powerful. Um, we have, you know, the five kids and the first three are really close in age. Now uh, they were two and under at one point. So they were two, one and a baby. Wow. And as a new mom, I didn't really know what to do with them. I remember right before our first son was born, having this thought of what are we going to do all day? 
you know? Yeah. And so I had some friends who had kids and some of them did schedules. And, you know, some of my friends were like, you, then you eat and they nurse and then you have an activity and then they sleep and then you do it again. So I was sort of playing with this idea of like breaking our day up into these segments, but it never worked. You know, like from the get go, you know, the baby didn't want to do the schedule. Right. <laughs> you know, he like wanted to eat all the time and he didn't want to sleep. And so I felt a lost actually for a very long time um, with our kids, not not really, really knowing how to make it through the day. And my husband commuted. He was gone for 10 hours, mm-hmm. you know, it was our commute. And so I was in a rough spot. You know, I was excited to be a mom, but really overwhelmed with the needs of small children. And um, so I I enrolled the kids in classes, sort of like what I saw other people doing. And so that's what we did. And um, we would do like the library program and all things that are great, the swim lessons and mops and, you know, these different music class. And it was expensive and (laughs) it was awful. It was kind of awful, you know, because it was, it was really hard to do. It was hard to manage to get three kids into a car, you know, and get them out of the car and right. have all their things and get them into the library and no one's finger get pinched. And, <laughs> you know, when it would last 45 minutes and I would come home and I would think, oh, I still have, you know, seven hours before my husband comes <laughs> home and I'm exhausted. So, so that's sort of how we were living. And I, and I feel like I was barely surviving. And I had, I think as life goes, sometimes these really small moments like people just speak their the truth that they know and it changes your whole course. I had a friend at Mops and um, she had kids that were one year older than me. And so she was going to be homeschooling and so were we. And she start, she was starting to research you know, a little ahead of us because her, her, her child, her oldest was one year uh, further along. And so she said, you know, I've been reading about this Charlotte Mason and I've never heard of Charlotte right. Mason, you know, <laughs> she said, she suggests that kids should go out for four to six hours a day, you know, on, on whenever the weather is tolerable. And I just thought, well, that's ridiculous. Right. You know, who is this Charlotte Mason? What does she know? You know, and I thought, because all the activities are like a half hour or right. 45 minutes, you know, and we've never done anything at that, at that length of time. So, you know, when you're a new mom, you want to build relationships, you want to have friends. So she invited us to go to the park for four hours. And I thought, well, this is really silly, <laughs> but I'm going to go, you know. And so our plan was to go to this park. And the park didn't have like a play set. It was just like a grassy, big field. And there was a creek that ran through and there were ducks. And she said, let's go from nine in the morning till one in the afternoon and pack a picnic lunch. So, okay, you know, how is this going to go? And I tell you what, Yvette, it, that one day changed my entire parenting philosophy. Wow. It changed my entire life because I sat on a picnic blanket with my baby and she had a baby and we nursed our babies and we had conversation mm-hmm. and the kids, we each had two older ones, like one and three, you know, or so, and they just ran around. They, they jumped off of the stumps and they were chasing and they're throwing rocks in the creek. And I left at one o'clock and we went home and some of them napped. And it was the first day I had hope. Like, mm, oh my wow. goodness, I can do this. And um, and so because it went so well, we, we changed our lifestyle. We started with a couple of these families and we would get together a couple times a week for, for about four hours. And it was just to pass the time at the beginning. Like it was like, um, life-giving 
to me and to my kids. And so we sort of changed how, how we were parenting. And um, in time, I learned that outdoor play benefits kids in every single facet of their development. It helps their brains grow. It helps them academically. You know, um, there's there's so much there. It helps them physically. The sunlight helps our physical bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, and obviously the movement, you know, helps their bones be stronger. It helps them socially um, in, in so many aspects. It helps emotionally, obviously, with that sort of rest and recharge. And then it really helps them spiritually. You know, we're seeing the hand of God and we're seeing miracles all the time. Um, And all of these sort of biblical lessons that, you know, when it talks in Deuteronomy 6 about when you walk by the way, you know, you can say, look, look at the variety of birds or look at the, you know, the variety of trees and and God is a lover of variety. And so it's okay that you're not exactly like your brother or your sister or your friend, or there's so many spiritual lessons that I was always sort of... um, confused by those verses in Deuteronomy, like the walk, by the way, because I right. thought, well, this would be really contrived. Right. And I'm like, how am I supposed to talk about God's principles? But then when you're outside, you see his hand. Yeah. And so it, it, it gives way for you to have these very natural conversations about seed time and harvest and soil. And, and so, um, and so our, our journey was that we, we shifted the way that we were living and in time really learned that there's so much research to back um, getting kids outside. Yeah. The simple, the simple thing, God made it easy for us. And um, I'm a math, we were talking about this earlier, but I'm a math major. <laughs> and so someday I just thought, I wonder how much time we're spending outside. And I added it up. We were like 18 to 20 hours a week because we were doing this little nature group, you yeah, know, a couple wow. days a week. And it added up to 1,200 hours a year. And I had just read that 1,200 hours a year is the average amount of American kids' screen time. Wow. And what struck me was how much kids are missing out. Right. That's what struck me. It's not that necessarily screens are evil, mm-hmm. but I, I could look back on a year's worth of time and think, look at all the things we did, yeah. you know, and think we would have missed out. And so that was sort of the impetus to 1,000 Hours Outside. We were never running into other children ever. And we're in a populated area, you know, very populated. And so we would be at these parks for four hours or six hours and not see one other kid. And that lasted for a couple years. So I just thought I'm going to share my journey because I was in such a dark place and this brought me out. And, um, And so since then, it's sort of become a global movement. It is this simplest premise that the amount of time our kids spend outside matters and that that is actually a message of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's good for all of us. Yeah. And so that's sort of where it came from. And here I'm sitting with you. That is amazing. That is truly an incredible testimony. Um, And just so neat how the Lord took you out into his creation and just here, this is what you need. You know, we tend to think that our kids need things. And and as we're heading into the Christmas season, we tend to think, well, our kids need more toys, you know, and I see it posted all over Facebook all the time, you know, what are you buying your kids for Christmas? What's the new toy? What's a great toy for a 12-year-old? What, you know, and not that it's wrong or bad to have toys for your kids, but they don't need all of those things. And, and we learned that firsthand when we left in 2016, we left California to head out on this journey to film Schoolhouse Rocked. And we sold our five-bedroom home and moved into a 260 square foot travel trailer. And we basically got rid of everything. I mean, we we sold most of their toys. You know, we still have some, 
but all of the things that we thought we needed, including all of our homeschool stuff, we found that we didn't need it. And my girls have not missed it. And they do have things because they can't be outside 24 hours a day. So they still have things, but I, I tried to have the things that they um, play. Well, I mean, my oldest is 15, so she doesn't play with toys anymore. Um, unless she's playing with her sister. She is good about that. But, um, you know, even my 10-year-old and, and my oldest was was almost 11 when we left, they had building blocks and they had art supplies and things like that, that kind of got their brains thinking. Um, but we don't need all the indoor things that we think that we need, especially screens. Um, you know, you talked about screen time and, um, and so God has really given us all that we need in order to enjoy what a a message, right? I know he is so, he Mm -hmm. is faithful that way. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about this. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. And we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Ginny and we are talking about 1000 hours outside. And that is just such an amazing testimony that you have of how you came to this realization of spending time. It's amazing when you add up all of the hours. I think it's, um, oh, I'm I'm forgetting the number right now, but, but the number of hours that our kids spend away from us if they're in school and it's an astronomical amount of hours. Yeah. Um, I want to say 16,000 hours. Um, I think I that's, think that's the right. number. 16,000 uh, seat hours. I think Israel Wayne talks about yes, that. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. it just is, is heart-wrenching to think about that. Um, but to think about all of these hours that they can spend enjoying God's creation, enjoying us, enjoying our kids and, and the things that, um, that they can do outside and the, the creativity that they can come up with. So talk about the benefits, because I know that there have been so many studies done on the benefits of spending time outside. What are some of the benefits that you have found for your family? But I know you've also done a ton of research on it at this point and found that there are many, many benefits to kids spending time outside. <laughs> there are so many benefits. And Yvette, I can't even, it blows my mind actually, because I'm continually coming across benefits. And I, I've continued to read about it because it's hard to get kids outside. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of planning that goes involved and um, sometimes a lot of cajoling and, um, you know, you need to have snacks and the water and right. the and extra clothes possibly. And, you know, when they're little, it's just a lot of work to kind of um, sync up with friends and that sort of thing. So I've continued to read about it over the years um, as a motivation for myself. It's cold, there's bugs, you know, all these things. And even just recently, I've been reading about the power of sunlight. That's it. Mm. Like sunlight exposure. Um, you know, it goes to your eyes, it hits your brain, it resets all your body systems. And what what a simple thing, just exposing your body to sunlight. But um, I'm really passionate about like sort of the homeschool 101, the parents that are like a little, they're, they're afraid um, to sort of buck the norm and, and to do things a different way. Um, And so what I have found, I used to be a public school teacher 
is that parents are really concerned about their children academically mm-hmm. and they're really concerned about them socially. Those are like the big things like with homeschool. Am I going to screw up my child, right. you know, academically and socially? And so I like to talk about how, you know, outside play is one of the best things that we can provide for our kids for both of those things. You know, we don't know what jobs are coming down the road. You know, it's like drone manager or the fact that we're sitting right here. You know, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have thought of this. Or, you know, I, you know, my sister-in-law is like a social media manager. You know, these are new jobs. Right. And, and so our world is changing and we want our kids to have strong, robust brains. You know, we, we don't want to stuff them with facts you know, things are constantly changing. And so what happens when kids go outside is the complex movements that they naturally do, that God put those instincts in them. So, you know, they they try and balance on a fallen log. Or they try and climb a tree. You know, my kids are constantly trying new things. We actually were sledding this morning here in Michigan. <laughs> and my youngest is four. And so these are complex movements. She has to pull the sled up the hill. She has to figure out how to sit on it without the sled sliding away. And then within a couple of tries, she's like, I'm doing it no handed. And, And so what's happening with all these movements is it's strengthening the nerve networks in the brain. It's, it's making the brain work faster and, and, and it's, um, it's enhancing the function. So, um, there's this book called smart moves why learning is not all in your head. Okay. So we think of academia, right? We think of like pencil and paper and teacher and chalkboard. But this book is about how movement is a precursor to all learning. So she gives this incredible statistic, Yvette. She says 76% of elderly people who dance, people who dance, elderly people who dance regularly have a 76% less chance of developing dementia. Wow. Elderly people who dance regularly have a 76% less chance of developing dementia because complex movements are getting all those, those nerve networks to fire and, and to strengthen. Um, And so she talks so much about the power of just simple movements. And, and so I noticed from the very beginning, we go outside, my kids are like, watch this mom watch this and they're climbing higher or they're jumping farther or they're running faster. And all of that is going to give them lifelong advantages academically. Yeah. You know, beyond a lot of the other things, like, you know, when they play in the mud or when they hang, you know, they hang from a a monkey bar, you know, that strengthens their shoulders Mm -hmm. and it strengthens their core and it strengthens their fingers. And so it's preparing them for their writing posture. You know, it's wow. strengthening their eyes. So there's there's a lot about, here's one. This is cool. You've got your little baby. You strap them in the carrier. And with every step that you take, they're constantly having to use their eyes to work together. They're constantly readjusting their gaze with every single step. You've got the baby in the carrier. And so that's strengthening wow. how their eyes work together so that when they become a reader, um, they can track they can track more easily on the page. So there's so many things um, that are counterintuitive, I guess, to our culture about how outside time helps kids academically. um, And those are lifelong advantages. Yeah, that's incredible because I think we tend to think, well, if they're outside playing, then they're not being productive. They're not learning they're not doing anything worthwhile they're just messing around and and i right. and honestly i mean that's always been kind of my thought and and not that i thought it was bad to be outside but i just thought well 
they need to be doing something productive. <laughs> Riding their bike outside is fun, but it's not right. productive. And um, and, I and the, yeah, I mean, the studies are incredible that show these mm-hmm. things. I, I think in that same book, that Carla Hannaford book, now she's a pediatric occupational therapist. So they're on the front lines of sort of seeing the decline in skills right. of children over the past several decades. It, it may be a different book, but it says what seems like a frivolous um, play environment is actually a hyper rich learning environment. Wow. You know, so academically and then socially, right, this is what parents are concerned about because they maybe met some quirky kids and attribute it to homeschooling. But I taught high school and there were quirky kids there, right. you know, so, uh, you know, our, our personality a lot comes from our, you know, we're born with and, and we learn our social skills through family. And um, so parents are concerned about social social skills. Um, but when kids play outside, they are learning to create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. They're internally motivated to play. And so they're constantly compromising. Um, so they learn how to assert themselves, but not too much because they don't want everyone else to quit. You know how it is when you're a kid and you like, I want it this way, but then someone else is like, well, then I'm going to quit. Right. <laughs> so, so they're internally motivated to work on their social skills and their language skills. And you think like, well, you know, two decades down the road and they're sitting in a boardroom, they have learned so much through these play experiences with other children um, that are often multi-age. Mm-hmm. And so socially, I don't think you get more bang for your buck than than through play and especially outdoors because you have, um, God has given this surplus of um, materials. Right. You know, they call they call them loose parts, right? Anything that you can kind of manipulate and 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 make believe with and form into something else. Right. And so there's enough sticks for everybody. And, you know, if everybody comes over there, someone wants this Barbie, you know, or someone wants that, you know, stuffed animal, but right. outside, you know, there's enough snow to go around right. and there's enough of these materials that God has given to spark the creativity and for kids to learn to work together. So, um, you know, it helps kids in their, with their whole development, but academically, and socially, which seem to be like the two biggest ones that parents are concerned about, homeschooling provides time yeah. um, for parents to get their kids outside. Yep, yep, it sure does. So much good stuff um, and so many more things I want to talk about in regards to being outside. Um, we're out of time for this part of the episode, but we will be back on Wednesday to continue this conversation. Um, so thank you, Jenny. Um, we're we're going to continue recording here. Be back on Wednesday. You guys, please uh, continue to leave reviews reviews for the podcast. Um, that's such a blessing to us. And it really, really, really does help to get the podcast out there and helps more people to find the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. And thank you for those who have just left such generous and kind reviews. We are always so encouraged by that. Um, and make sure that you share this with your friends as well. This is a really exciting and fun and important topic uh, to be discussing. And so I would love for you to share this with your friends as well. Thank you, Jenny. We will be back on Wednesday. Thank you. And until then, have a great day. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.